Hi there viewers and listeners, welcome back to another 118 podcast. Tonight we'll be talking about a World War II movie, The Night of the Generals. 1967 this film was released and it was chosen by my co-host Samir. So ladies and gentlemen, fasten your earbuds and prepare for takeoff because tonight we bring you in an audio adventure like no other. Our co-pilot on this sonic odyssey is none other than the master of wit, the sultan of sound, the prince of podcasts, the one and only Samir. Ah, oh, good evening. Uh, thank you very much for the <laughs> great, uh, great introduction. I thought I'd uh, surprise you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did, mate. I was sure. Bloody hell. <laughs> I, might, I might make that a regular thing, just come up with something new every week. I don't know. It depends if I've got the enthusiasm or not. <laughs> you must have this evening, then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been on my own for close to a week now the girlfriend's on holiday with her daughter and um yeah i'm just left rattling around the house i've not much else to do so you know yeah and the coronation's got too much now (sighs) was it coronation was it no that's why coronation street no coronation not coronation Coronation, right okay that's why we've got this extra bank holiday oh i see okay so we've got one in two weeks time yeah yeah Prince Charles, yep. Oh, I mean, King Charles. King Charles. Oh. Hmm. Tonight's podcast brought to you by, it's not actually, they don't sponsor us, but Cornish Mika. I'm finishing off the bottle. I can't remember the last time, the last movie review I did that, but I'm finishing the bottle tonight. Um, I think uh, the last one we did there, you, you had a half bottle and the next day it was quite harsh. That was last week. Definitely last week. Felt like shit last week. Yeah. That was another long week. weekend. Was, week. yeah. Ah. Yeah. Rhubarb and raspberry gin, I think it was. Christ, yeah, the next day. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, the Night of the Generals. Why, why did this come into your mind? You've never mentioned this film to me ever before. Right, Okay. Yeah, I know. It's quite funny. I've seen it a long time ago, very, very long time. I mean, when I mean very long time ago, I mean a very, 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 very long time ago. When I was probably about, last time I watched it was 25 years ago. Plus. <laughs> right, okay. But why I did it, I know both of us like history. And what makes me fascinated was uh, Omar Sharif. Mm-hmm. He's a Egyptian slash Lebanese actor of a Christian background who converted to uh, Islam because of his wife, Egyptian wife at the time. And what fascinates me, he plays a German. Mm-hmm. His face is powdered to make him look lighter than his normal self. And I thought they were going to dye his hair blonde. And I think they did try to, but it didn't come out well. So that fascinated me, really fascinated me. And it always has. And I like, and I think all the other sort of um, Donald Pleasance, Peter O'Toole, all those people have always fascinated me as actors. And for once, it's a war movie, but isn't a war movie? Yeah, it's about stories in the background, which I enjoyed uh, when I watched it those so many years back, mm. even before uh, when I was a kid in the eighties. Okay, you mentioned Omar Sharif. Um, yeah, odd casting, I felt. Yeah. Um, I've just got the IMDb page up. 
Um, let's go through the cast briefly. Let's, the synopsis. So, 1942, a Polish prostitute and German agent is murdered in Warsaw. Suspicion falls on three generals. A major growl of German intelligence seeks justice, which ends up taking decades. Yeah. So that's something that's important to mention, actually. Is this film does take place over a long period of time, doesn't it? It does. Because, because you see part people being interviewed in what looks like maybe 1950s, 1960s Germany. It did look like that. Uh, it was being yeah. rebuilt as well. The, con- yeah. the miracle economy was on its way in Germany. Mm. Yeah. So Peter O'Toole plays General Tans, who's one of the key protagonists in this. Yep. Omar Sharif, as you've mentioned, Major Grau. Tom Courtney plays Corporal Hartman. Donald Pleasance, General Kallenberg. Yes. Joanna Petet, I don't know how you pronounce that. Plays Ulrika. Ulrika Kaka. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. <laughs> That's a nine, that is a 90s reference for you. Um, Philippe Noray, uh, just me. Uh, Charles Gray is worth mention. Um, yep. I only know him because of the Bond movies we've reviewed in the past. General yeah. von Siedlitz Gabler. Anyway, you get the idea. <laughs> Most of them are, I think all of them are dead now, I think. Most of them are. Uh, hmm. I think uh, uh, Joanne's still alive, uh, uh, from what I remember. My research: Christopher Plummer's dead. Uh, Omar Sharif is gone. Pleasant. Tom. Tom Courtney's still alive. Right. I was going to say because he was reasonably young in this film, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's quite funny because um, I don't know if you know off-screen, Peter O'Toole and Omar Sharif were drinking partners, and there were some amazing stories. For another movie, they when they went to do Lawrence because they were together in Lawrence of Arabia about five six years before whatever the case is, the directors just get a little bit annoyed because both of them would come back onto set after being out all night uh, at a casino. Say so from example, I think they were uh, shooting in Jordan and they'll fly to uh, Beirut in Lebanon at the time it was Paris or for the Middle East, spent all their night in casinos together with women drinking smoking and they would be back in the middle of the desert completely dehydrated because they would have so many bottles of wine whiskey or whatever it was awful because then they'll have to actually ride camels can you imagine that so yeah so they're a good bond off the set and i think that's why uh, the director probably asked them to come uh, and do this together as well sounds like a fucking liability to me yeah, but, uh, you know, there were Hellraisers then, weren't they? They're not like now, uh, you know, completely different world now. I mean, both of them would probably be fired. The P45, yeah. Would, yeah. Now it's strictly professional. Exactly. Yeah. I'm actually sure that I would, even back then, I suppose, I'd be, well, I don't know, actually, it was a very different time in the 60s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very different. It was the fashion, wasn't it? Uh, to get a, a yeah. bit drunk, uh, smoke 50 a day at least. Yeah. Hang around with Jimmy Savile. No, I think that was never fair. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring that up because I've been watching a documentary about old Jimmy. 
about three hours and 40 minutes long, an independent documentary. Anyway, so maybe that's a topic for another time. But I just, you know, the fact that I said it was very different times was is bloody obvious. You've only got to yeah. watch what that guy was getting up to in the 60s to understand just how different times were. So yeah. two people going out to casinos getting pissed up was the least of your worries back then. That was mild. Uh, there were womanizers, yeah. but there were womanizers. They weren't doing what Jimmy was doing. Funny. <laughs> 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 um, I have to admit, right, when you mentioned this, right, and I looked into it, I saw 1967, two and a half hours long. I thought, oh, God. Not a game, Samir. Not a game. Not another 60s movie. Yeah, I just thought, Jesus Christ, no. Why have you done this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was shorter. What I remember, I thought it was shorter than that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was two and a half hours long. And, um, yeah, I just thought, Christ alive. Um I'm not really apprehensive about watching it. Um, But I have to say, um, I'm just trying to find it. Ah, here we go. Yeah, there was a couple of guys that made some posts um, on our community. And I just want to share that. And just in case they are watching or do watch this, just want to say thanks for chiming in. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, so I made a post and I just put out a question, you know, that um, yeah. Smith picked this film. Has anyone seen it? Was it boring? Is it good? I've got a couple of comments here from people saying that I think you'll find it interesting. Um, Tall and Sharif, excellent as always. Not a war action drama, but it shows what goes on behind the scenes in a military command in the middle of the war. Yeah. And then somebody else said, a very entertaining movie. Omar Sharif shines as a Gestapo officer with a conscience, with great support as sure there are slow boring parts in the end a bit weak in my opinion but on an all decent watch so i thought right okay and I, obviously i responded engaged in further conversation with these guys that uh, these people posted and um yeah it uh, gave me a little bit of hope about it and you know what i watched it and i thought to myself it's all right it's not bad not oh, bad. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna kill samir when i see him in a few weeks time yeah uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, it, you know, I, there was moments where I had to, you know, get up and readjust and have something to drink and take a break. But for the most part, it was okay. It wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. No, I, I think it, it is interesting what happens in war in the background because all we think about is like, you know, the bombings that happen. The when we talk about Second World bombings. Uh, soldiers shooting at each other in the middle of the sort of um, cities, guerrilla techniques and all that stuff and all the key players who were in were, you know, world famous names uh, by the time the war finished, either as foe or friend and that's all we think about but we never ever think about what happens to civilians in the background uh, as we know, the Soviet uh, the Soviets were accused when they went into Berlin raping German women and stuff like that. We've heard that, but we never heard these sort of things. Did generals actually murder people like this? Did they do this on either side? And that's the thing. We never hear about that. And it's all happened probably in modern warfare where civilians are getting raped, killed, murdered, and whatever the case is. But they get, people get away with it. Because absolutely, the- yeah, absolutely. The 
the impression you get of Tans, General Tans, is that he's just completely like God level. Yeah. Even in his own mind, he's just acting like he's just a, a, a class above. He's worshipped so much. Yeah. I think he, because he was the youngest general in the German army, hmm. he was so successful. And not only that, I think there was some sort of. Um, psychological uh, problem with him as well because every time we saw Vincent Van Gogh he was sweating off Van Gogh we're not American Van Gogh yeah hmm. yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah that was weird the way that yeah. happened but the fact he went back and did it a second time as well yes, yes. <laughs> he enjoyed the slight kind of psycho moment um, and you knew it was going to be a bad ending for the French prostitute uh, when they drove up. And when he called his driver, I know we're going a little bit too far in the movie. I think we should leave that bit a little bit later on. Yeah, well, it was very cold and calculated, that particular bit. And most of it yeah. was cold and calculated with, with General Tans. He was just kind of, he wasn't like living his life. It was very robotic. Everything was calculated and planned. So he had to constantly think like five steps ahead of himself. And living like that can't be can't be good in the brain. No. It was like a chess player. Hmm. Yeah. Very calculated, very sort of stiff. He, it wasn't human there. I mean, even when you saw him at the start, when he was uh when he first uh came to Warsaw and he was introduced to the other generals and the general staff. Uh, at the party, there was something strange about him. But one thing he played yeah. really well there was when Omar Sharif came along as a security guy and was asking questions. The other two were objecting. And he goes, why are you upset to the other general? And he goes, I was going to get him arrested. And he goes, well, he's only doing his duty. And walked off. And at that time, the impression was it was the other two, one of the other two. I think that's, yeah, I think that's the way... That you would try as the audience were being set up for. Yeah. 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 I mean, generally, there's a big name, big name actors in this. I quite like Donald Pleasance yeah. in this. Uh, I think he played the part quite well. He played and that was an interesting subplot as well that he was involved in the assassination of Hitler with von Stauffenberg. Yes, I mean, that, that was very interesting. I mean, yeah. that is a genuine plot. That's a genuine thing that happened. So the way that they interweaved that yeah. was pretty good. Thank goodness Tom Cruise wasn't playing the part. <laughs> yes. What was that? Valkyrie or something? Valkyrie, yeah. 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 I've only ever seen it once. I don't remember being that bad, but Tom Cruise was an odd casting choice for that movie. Apparently it's because he's got German forefathers. Right. But then again, it's like me trying to play Mahatma Gandhi because my forefathers <laughs> were Indian. Well, no, I don't think that would be the case. I mean, that's what happened with Ben Kingsley because he's half Indian, he's a mixed race, and um, his uh, dad was uh, from the same sort of state as or his great grandparents. Hmm. And he and uh, uh, he got the part of Gandhi because he looked a little bit like him. Plus, he had Indian blood as well as Jewish blood as well. That's why he got a part in Schindler's List. Uh, yeah. So it's like basically all he had to do was ten in the sun, and he basically is, him, yeah. Ben Kingsley is a pretty good actor, though. Yeah, he's a yeah, he is. He's a very good actor. So he got the role for more than just being half oh, of this yeah. and half of that. 
Yeah, he did more than that. But what I'm trying to say is you don't get it apart because your forefathers are from wherever. If you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Ben Kingsley's an amazing actor. One of the best. Mm. Yeah. Tom I Cruise generally is- like... <laughs> I generally like Second World War films. Um, yeah. I, I suppose at the time that this was released as well, is that 1967, there's still a lot of people kicking about that still have first-hand memories of it all. Yes. Which I can't really imagine in this day and age. Because now most of the veterans have all died. I think all of them are gone, aren't they? Yeah. Practically all of them. And there's probably still a few that are still hanging in there. Yeah. Can you imagine Somewhere. what they think when they look at all this stuff going on in the world? And they must think... What the hell's going on? Should have just handed it to Hitler. <laughs> Fuck it. Just have it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, is, it is... Yeah, don't forget. Like You and I sometimes... Uh, look at things and we look at the younger generation and we even ourselves we're only a generation away from them maybe two generation a bit away from them maybe yeah it's amazing the changes yeah shift yeah and it's quite so there's it would be a shock to them you know what shocked me in the movie though there's a vw um factory and he said we we need foreign workers from spain because germans don't want to work which is odd Because at that point, I think they were very much into the old slave labour. So it wouldn't have been... They would have just wheeled in a bunch of um, Jewish prisoners to do that. No, no, no. This this was in the 60s. That was in the 1960s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure... Oh, yeah, I've forgotten about that, yeah. But I'm sure that generation was the hard-working German generation. So that was quite. That's why I was a little bit going. What? What? What is he talking about? Well, I suppose we don't know. Or was it because yeah. of the association? The kind of you know the association the Volkswagen had. Yeah, with Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but at that time, you know, the association that Volkswagen had. You know, yeah. Because obviously Germans very, very, very kind of apologetic and that about what happened during that period in their history. Maybe they just didn't want to be associated working for Volkswagen, knowing full well that you know it basically got rich on a government contract. Yeah, and it was the people's car as well. Supposedly, yeah. Yeah, but then again, if we look at every German big brand, Mercedes, BMW, Porsche, or Porsche, all of them were involved in it. I listened to a book called. Yeah, I don't yeah. But, you know, someone gives you a sorry, uh, interrupted, but someone hands you a government contract. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, uh, and especially in those situations, you didn't say no to Adolf, did you? Otherwise, you'd be shot. Well, that's one. Of, yeah, that's one of those things. Yeah, you, you just you might disappear. The Gestapo yeah. might take you in, and and uh, before you know it, you're. Uh, Marriage is on the rocks. You're shunned by the local people yeah. and stuff. Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. You were saying about a book, or you was going to say about a book? There's a the Nazi billionaires. I listened okay. to that, and I think it'll be a book you'll be quite interested in if you either listen to it or read it, because it's basically about all the companies we've just spoken about and how mm. all those families who own all these companies from Hugo Boss to BMW to Mercedes and etc etc how they became rich 
through that even more than they were. Mm. Uh, and in that specific uh, book, Yigo Boss was kicked out of his own company afterwards. Was, uh, yeah. Because he was a full paid Nazi member and he was banned from ever running his own company or being a director of any other company. So he basically just had his name. Hugo Boss just had his name. They said, get lost, mate. You you love Adolf. You made probably the best German uh, army uniform in the world, but sorry, mate. Off you go. You gotta go. <laughs> sorry, I, I I know there were bad people and, I, and there were arseholes, the Germans, but their uniform was, without the doubt, the most glamorous uniform during the war. You've got a couple, haven't you? Well, no, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you're a collector. <laughs> well, you know, yes. Collector, yeah, yeah. I collect Nazi memorabilia. I collect them. Yeah. Yeah, you know those guys you see in the southern states of America, they've got all the Nazi helmets in uniform. I'm a collector. And you look at the guy and go, yeah. nah, you're not a collector, mate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've got a certain ideology there, mate. Yeah, you're not just a collector; you're trying to live it, mate. Yeah, I am. Um, I I knew of a collector, and um, so-called collector was he, or was he a collector? No, he, I know well, he wasn't. I know he no, wasn't. Yeah, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, yeah, he brought his stuff in one day, or a few items he brought in. It was fascinating to look at from a historical perspective, but the guy actually put a, a Hitler Youth armband on at one point. I was like, it's going a little bit too far. You know, I can understand wanting to have it from a, a historical point of view. It's fascinating. But when he put the, the, the Hitler Youth armband on, I was like, yeah, you're a bit into this. <laughs> <laughs> and the scary it was the, um, was, uh... it was the jeans with the turnips and the white T-shirt and the braces and the Doc Martens that he was wearing at the same time. And I shit you not, yeah, absolutely. Was Doc Martens turned up jeans, braces on, and a white t shirt? He never wore that when I knew him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but, don't know what was going on this particular morning, but fucking hell. But the scary thing was the story he told me because he was in the firing, uh, he was in the sort of uh, arm squad, wasn't he? Of the, the special squad in Britain, in the police or something, or drug squad or something. Well. I'm just thinking about how much we can actually talk about without... Um, I'm not going to mention his name. I could, but I'm not. Absolutely <laughs> not, no. Because um, he but, would have at his door, mate, trying to beat him up after... He was, um, he was originally in the Royal Marines. Yeah. And he used to walk with a limp because he'd shattered, like, his knee or something or took a... from a combat drop or something. Um, he'd seen action plenty of times as well. So he was combat fully combat veteran yeah. um and he was yeah and he was into all this nazi gear and um ended up leaving the place of where we worked yeah. left there to go join the police force <laughs> he joined them again <laughs> did he bloody hell <laughs> oh god I I just... to, uh, a police in london you're hiring these guys <laughs> oh you just it's... no but the funny thing is he spoke to me where we were working all about this stuff, and he was like my best buddy. I mean, he never did. He goes, yeah, don't worry, mate, you're all right. And I'm thinking, mate. Yeah, but that's, that's how it works, though. Yeah, I know, mate. But... You keep, keep your enemies close. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I was looking at him again, mate. No, you're not my friend. You don't like me, really. But yeah, okay. No, it was so, um, pretty deep seated. I think it was a family thing as well. I think it come up from the. Um, it, was, it was passed down. I think, from what I can understand. But anyway, um, anyway, <laughs> that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's fascinating actually. I would never forget that. But yeah, you might have you ever seen him since he disappeared? <laughs> Never seen since, no. And I well I wouldn't I wouldn't have any reason to. It just happened that um, you know, I worked in the same place as, as that person. He didn't the, the um uh, one finger one finger goldfinger at, at work also was like him a bit. Um I can't remember what? <laughs> Guy with a missing thumb. Guy with a missing thumb. He got married to one of our bosses. Right, we're getting a bit too deep on this now. Okay, maybe we'll, talk, maybe we'll talk about this after the podcast. Because yeah, we, sorry we, about believe that. it or not, believe it or not, we do actually have people watching. Oh wow, um, okay. Yeah, so maybe we should talk about the actual film. Um, but I just want to clarify one thing: I don't collect a German uniforms or anything like that. It was a right, joke. Yeah, just. Just get that disclaimer in there quick. Like yeah. anyone's going to believe that you do. Yeah. You never know. People next might. week. Next week, Samir shows us his Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> 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 I wanted to bring this up uh, yeah. because this this is a, a a very clear case of critics. Yes. Getting the ump about a film, which they often do. And then the audience actually says, well, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, 43% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 70% from the audience. You know, I got a little bit worried when I uh, saw those. I'm thinking, wow, okay. What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I might have to do what Peter did in the end, mate, after uh, seeing that. I thought, damn, I might have to shoot myself after, you know, seeing... Um, Recommending this to Paul, and he's going to say, Samir, what the hell's going on? You know, what I thought with um, Peter O'Toole in this mm. is um, like a modern day Jack the Ripper. Yes, we don't really get to know much about what he did with the prostitutes other than kill them. Um, apart from the very beginning, it goes into a little bit of detail about mutilating the, the, the sexual regions and. Just really went to town, a bit like Jack the Ripper did. But only difference was he was in a general uniform. Hmm. Um. I thought you know that you know in the beginning when uh, the Ita was it Italian guy uh, a war, uh, or Polish guy? Uh, well, he sounded Italian, but it was in Poland. He was but, Polish. But, yeah, he yeah. was a landlord, wasn't he? That landlord. building. Yeah. Is. You know the scene where he stops in front of the toilet and that there was a hole in the door? I mm. thought he'd seen him and he was going to get a dagger and stab him through the eye because I've seen that in a movie before. And I thought, yeah, and I, yeah, in a modern movie, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, and I was half expecting that as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because we've seen too many modern movies where that sort of stuff happens, but this was 67. That would have been too probably, graphic. Yeah, and probably they probably wouldn't even thought of it. Because they weren't just debased, degenerate types in the city. 
you saying you saying we are we've become yeah. too violent. Absolutely. Far, we've seen far too much violence in films in our years. But yeah, I, I, I half expected it. The thing is that hole, was that big enough to be a glory hole? It wasn't really, was it? No. <laughs> so, uh, no. <laughs> I mean I think if unless it was a glory hole, there's not really much reason to sort of not patch that up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if he could see out of the toilet, you can then, see. then people could see straight in as well. But no offence to anyone. Uh, you really don't want to see anyone shitting or pissing, really. You'd be surprised there's people out there. Yeah, I know what you're going to you, I know where you're going with this, but uh, yeah, we don't we don't live in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and this film certainly didn't take place in Japan. No. No, no maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the resistance in this were crap as well, I felt. The way that they were portrayed was a bunch of Amateurs, I mean, you see at the very beginning, the resistance are up on the roof of that building and they're trying to shoot open open road in a fairly sort of fairly tight, packed group of people. And they're up on the roof of MP40s and they couldn't hit anything. No, they got one or two. bullets all over the place. I think in real life, didn't they? Resistance really killed quite a lot of Germans and they in that way, trapping them. I think, I think if, if that is... The truth of it all, right? What you saw on that roof there—that was a sort of resistance type attack. They had higher ground advantage, very close, not a lot of range, shooting downwards onto open, open top cars. Yeah, I mean, fucking hell! If supposedly Lee Harvey Oswald can take out JFK from the distance that he was firing at from that yeah. Texas book depository, that kind of distance, allegedly, yeah. With that kind of shit rifle, right? There's then those those that resistance force with MP40s on top of that building should have taken out all those Germans. It would have been done in two minutes. Game over. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Sprayed done. Job done. Right, let's go home, lads. Let's have some cognac before we go to sleep tonight. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Rubbish. I I found it really strange that scene as well. I really did because to let Marshall Reef escape. Let's go. Let's take another route. That would have happened. That would have been shot as well. Well, who knows? You know, just like um, what were they locals? Weren't they? So maybe they were just um, yeah, worked, owned, and ran the local cafe like um, Rene from Hello Hello, and they're up there. No, no, thank you. Yeah, just keep it there, please. Thank you. My apologies. Uh, Someone just was that the butler. Yes, saying Has your shoes been polished. So, yeah. <laughs> it was, sir. You got you got a phone call. Would you like to take it? I said, no, thank you. It doesn't happen oh, that often. <laughs> <laughs> so my apologies, audience. You know, and sometimes the butler doesn't realise I'm working on a Sunday. Good God, how unprofessional! <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I think I'm going to give him the P45 afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> butler. Yeah. yeah, you interrupt me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, make um, Yeah. Omar Sharif, right? I know you've mentioned him before. Yeah. And you've mentioned the situation here with Omar. I think very good actor. I think it was very well played as well. Very well acted. Yeah. But no, no way. Should not have been casted for this role. Just okay. looks all wrong. Yeah, but then again, don't forget, he played a Russian in Dr. Zhivago a few years before that. I've never seen Dr. Zhivago. Movie. Uh, again, 
it was funny because David Lean wanted a very famous Indian actor to play it, to play Dr. Zhivago. And he said no. So he put in touch with Omar Sharif and goes, look, did a great job in Lawrence Arabia. Do you fancy playing Dr. Zhivago? Yeah. Is Peter O'Toole involved? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the moment it was, nah, he's, not, he's not about him, mate. But if yeah. Can, yeah. <laughs> Is Peter O'Toole involved? <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. Um, Omar Sharif, basically, at the time was the, 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 how can I say, unusual star in the sense, <sighs> exotic star from Middle East. Don't forget, it, it's not like now where you go down the street yeah. and you see someone of an ethnic background in Britain yeah. or in America. It was a very different world. And it was something about him. And he spoke, he spoke pretty good English or very good English. And women loved him. Uh, as well. So in that movie, Dr. Chivago, I think he had an affair with the uh, leading uh, star, Judy Christie. From uh, But yeah, it, it was quite funny. He played a Russian, he's played a German, he's played over 130 nationalities in this time. He's played a Mexican, <laughs> wow. yeah. Don't forget, it wasn't like now that it was done for political reason where, are oh, we going to uh, yeah. do this yeah. because it's we need to be what yeah. we call Anne Boleyn is played by a black woman. Yeah. 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 It's not like that. And it's uh, completely... Cleopatra is played yeah. by a black woman. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not like that. It's not like that way. I'm going to be woke and I'm going to be PC. We need to do this, do that. It was actually on his genuine, on his acting ability. But at the same time, it's like you saying, okay, let's, let's say we are making a movie about the Second World War. And you go, Samir, by the way, you're going to play one of the generals. You're going to be in a leading role. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to look at you and go, right, okay. Well, well, I don't have blonde, well, blonde or blue yeah, eyes. No, no, right, right, no, no, no. Yeah, but that's where you're going wrong, right? Now, what, right. We, could, what we should do is we should write a very basic screenplay and then pitch it to Netflix. Yeah. And we get that on. Me if you was the leading role, huh. what is a German officer? We'd get, we'd get dollars for that. They'd say, yeah, yeah, we love it. Shoot it. It's great. Brilliant. Go for it. Yeah. But then I would have to bleach my hair blonde. Whatever's yeah, left no, of no, it. No, no, you just, no. You just rock up like you are now. Okay. Or just should rock I? Rock up like you are now. You okay. don't even have to put on a fake German accent anymore. You don't even have to bother. You don't even have to act anymore in modern shit. You, don't, you just turn up. You just barely remember your lines, and then you just stroll on. You do your thing, and because you're playing a, a sort of German, a, a German general in the Second World War, and I'll speak like a gazer, that'll be fine. Fucking Netflix would love it. We should okay, pitch let's, that. Yeah, let's pitch that afterwards. <laughs> 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 but yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. It wasn't like that in those days. It was just about his ability. I don't think. There's certain things in life you don't do, not because it, you're trying to be discrimination or against anyone. It's nothing to do with that. It's like great expectations. It was in 1850. You have to be what was around in 1850s. You cannot change history. And this is what I'm talking about. Omar Sharif wasn't there because, okay, we want to change history. You're there because you're a good actor. We're going to put a little bit of powder on you, make you lighter and whatever. But even then, I wouldn't have had him myself because... He's not German. He's not Caucasian. No. He's not white, if I can he, say that. He just, yeah, it was a bit immersion-breaking for me. I mean, yeah. He played the part yeah. well. And it, yeah, yeah, he did. No yeah. There's no takeaway from his acting ability. 
but it did just feel a bit immersion breaking whenever he was on the screen. It was a bit like, yeah, this guy just doesn't look the part, unfortunately. Can you um, imagine if he did go into Germany you know, from doing the Second World War, he would have been so, so many times, they would have, in the end, it would have been uh, well, to the head off uh, headquarters and saying, "By the way, why are you wearing a German uniform? You're uh, from the Middle East, mate." Well, I think the I think the Germans did have a few units, a few, few units that w- that were from various different places in the world. Um, I think they had an Indian unit. They had a Middle East unit. I yeah, know that. it was it's very Ukrainian small. unit. Uh, yeah, well, they're still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a well, battalion, I think they're called. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they had all these different units. People, Estonia, they had units there as well. People don't realise. You're right. They did. Um, they did have a North African unit as well, and a Persian unit. But anyway, yeah, I, think I think they're small. But yeah, yeah. I, there's no way I think any of them would have made a a major or later on a colonel or a the, general. Yeah, and and uh, his character wasn't um, wasn't Gestapo, was he? No, no, he wasn't Gestapo. He was intelligence, which yeah. was different, different. Different, yeah. They had they had rules. Yeah. Whereas yeah, the Gestapo was like, do we fucking like? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just do one. They normally used to hit with you, hit you with the gloves, didn't they? And they say, we know how to make you talk. We got ways to make you talk. Oh, the lamp. Yeah. Yeah, big lamp in your face. Oh. Please, I won't tell you anything, Fritz. I won't tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, Fritz. Go away. I felt that um, this whole film, based around dialogue mostly, yeah, um, it was very quick and very detailed dialogue. You had to pay attention to what people were saying. Yeah, it, this film forces you to pay attention, which for modern audiences, you know, myself included. They're a bit difficult. No, you're not from that. You're not that young, mate. Sorry, you're not a modern. Uh, you're of that last generation. You can concentrate for five hours. Well, that's maybe. true. Yeah, Gen Xer. Yeah, still got a trace of. Um, I can't think of the word, but yes, you're right. Yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're just clinging on to the old yeah. world. Just about. Just, just about. about. Just before modernity really kicks in and fucks everything up. But yeah. You can tell that uh, Paul's really happy with life, with the way the world's going. <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, we can't get political in this. Right? Uh, we I, need to. <laughs> we need I'm going to say, say right. I'm going to say that I really hope that Elon Musk does get um, does look to colonise Mars, because I might sign up for the tick one of the first tickets. So yeah, I'm done. Can I just go? I'll go and grow cucumbers and tomatoes on Mars. That's fine. I'm yeah. out. I might come and visit you on holiday, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a one-shot deal, isn't it? I think that's it. Once you're there, you're there. That's it. Isn't it warp speed like Star Trek or uh, Star Wars, where you just go and you're on the other mm. side of the universe? Anyway, we're getting yeah. carried away. We can talk about so, German uh, super weapons. That, that, that could be interesting, but that's for another time. Yeah. One of the things I did quite, I did actually find funny, it wasn't supposed to be humorous, but I read between the lines, right? Was that um, that corporal after um, after he'd spent the night with the general's daughter? Yeah. He then confessed that he was a fraud. Yeah. I thought, brilliant. What better time to confess it? Don't do it before because you're not going to get it after. You're not going to shag her, are you? 
No. But yeah, exactly. Do it afterwards. Absolutely brilliant timing. A master stroke. That's a Gen Xer move, that is. Where you just go along, go along until you've got what you wanted and afterwards you say, oh, by the way, um, yeah, sorry about last night. It was bollocks. Yeah. Still, we're all right, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> and she did love him. The funny thing yeah. is she, she laughed and she goes, yeah, don't worry about it. I understand where you're coming from. Well, she but loved then, it, didn't she? Yeah. She was like, oh, great, I find it really funny because she was. you got the impression that she was a bit of, um, you know, against the cause, wasn't she? A goer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no, she was a bloody commie, wasn't she? She was a she wanted out. Yeah, she wanted to defect to the other side. Well, I think the impression uh, I got anyway. I thought she, she wanted to be on our side and British on the British side in America's allies. But at the same time, she was a farmer's uh, wife, wasn't she? In the end, and she was a simple farmer's girl or whatever. And her parents didn't, her mother didn't like her. He was uh, basically kissing Hitler's ass all the time for her husband, because mm. uh, that he was going to get moved somewhere else. And she goes, "No, I've sorted that out. I've sorted that out." And even he was getting a little bit upset about it. Going, "What, what the hell?" Yeah, are you doing? Um, I just want to find. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, I, that, that's a good point actually. That yeah, because that woman, and, um, yeah, wife of I'm trying to find the character's name. Oh, generals correctly, that might fucking help, mine it? Right. Here we go. Um, yeah, the, the, the wife of Charles Gray's character, General von Siedlitz Gabler. Um, Coral Brown, apparently, her name was. Um, yeah, she was very... She got the, got the impression that she was very involved in everything. Very... Yeah interlinked with the Germans or the elite upper class there in the German military because she came back, she was really calling the shots for that guy, wasn't she? Yeah. And I thought she was aristocratic as well. And Possibly. he was he was as well, I think, but she was a little bit bossy with him. One thing I have to say about Charles Gray, I loved his wigs. Hair pieces were brilliant. All right. <laughs> the grey grey hair didn't look great on him, I don't think it looked funny. Uh, well, I, su I suppose if, you, if you're already grey and getting a grey wig, yeah, I don't think he. Was, I think he was bold all his life. I think because he's always all his life. All, well, you know, I mean, well, <laughs> after a certain age, <laughs> all his life he was bold. I think <laughs> his adult life, uh, because if you look at all the movies he's in, like in the Bond movies, like he wasn't, he only lived twice, he didn't have that much hair, it was a little bit, and then he wore wigs as uh, in Diamonds Are Forever. In Sherlock Holmes, the TV uh, series that used to come in the 90s here, over in the UK, he, you know, he had wear, wore Victorian-style wigs, basically. Uh, and yeah, so I, I think he actually was a wig, but it didn't suit him. It did suit him, but you could tell. And then you could see the rubber sort of uh, wig where he's lost it. <laughs> and you could see the rubber green, green colour in the middle. And you think, wow. I'm old. <laughs> a rubber wig. You know, you know the, where they have that like uh, bit where they, you, they have it for the skin? You know what I'm saying? And the hair's on the side. You could tell it was crinkling in the middle. And you go, nah, please. I've uh, just been... I Sorry, I was, I was laughing. I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing. 
I should have paid more attention to his acting and his smoking style. Really. Yeah, rather than his maple syrup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> For an international audience, a maple syrup means a wig. I don't know why. I don't know why does that. I've got no way it's called a no, syrup. No, neither have I. I just remember my parents going, he's wearing a syrup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you go, why? Why is it a syrup? Anyone out there who knows old English, can you tell us why yeah. it's called syrup? Why is a wig called maple syrup? I don't get it. But I don't get the fun. maple bit or the syrup bit. No. <laughs> He's got syrup on. Yeah. Uh, this, it, who is it? There was always somebody on the TV when I was a kid, and my parents always go, look at that syrup, look. Was it one of the comedians? Might be like Lionel Blair or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were quite a few uh, comedians who did wear it. Um, what was his name? Was it Bernie? When was the last time? When was the last time you thought of Lionel Blair? Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Actually, I'm going to find a picture. I'm going to find some pictures of Lionel Blair for our international audience. I saw him when he went to that, you know, where all uh, celebs were going to different parts of India. He wasn't there, and then he suddenly died. That's all I remember. That was about four or five years ago. Whilst he was there? No, he died afterwards when he came back, uh, about a year after or something, of a heart failure. So, so a here you go. Viewers, anyway, uh, for, for viewers' benefit, I'm, um, well, sorry, for listeners' benefit, I'm showing images of Lionel Blair. I don't even know what Lionel Blair was famous for. I, it was just on TV at the time. For years and years and years, he was on TV. He was a tap dancer. He was famous for his tap dance. Ah, that was it, yeah. yeah. I don't know why that was famous. I mean, yeah. name a famous tap dancer now. Don't know, Ginger Rogers. That was in the 30s yeah. or 40s. I don't know. <laughs> There, no he is. Idea. Yeah. there he is, ple pledging allegiance to the Daily Mirror, that leftist communist rag. Anyway. I, I think he also was famous because he was on uh, Give Us a Clue or something like that. Yeah. So that's Lionel Blair, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like, do you remember uh, the song Grease is the Word in Greece? Yeah. The yeah. guy who's the lead singer of that group, he looks a bit like Lionel Bear. Okay. He was in The Sopranos, apparently, afterwards. But anyway, right. I forgot his name. So anyway, um, <laughs> General Tans was an interesting character. <laughs> he didn't look like Lionel Blair at all. <laughs> yeah, he was. Very, very interesting character. You know what I, I really thought about this film was missing... Yeah. Is that I would like to have seen General Tans and what he was capable of during the war because he had this yeah. big blown up reputation of being brilliant and also being a butcher, I think, wasn't it? The butcher of something he was yeah. referred to, which of uh, St. Petersburg or whatever it was. Um, so I would like to have seen some flashbacks to that actually of just how he handled himself and how he dealt yeah. with that situation. I think that would have helped build the story a bit better, yeah, yeah. and also. I would have liked to have understood um, a little bit more about the killings. I think maybe um, you know, sort of maybe a reason why he did it, because we see him having the old fucking mental breakdown in front of Van Gogh picture, the Van Gogh picture. Um, why? What did he do that made him just snap? I'd like to have seen that. That would have been really... You know, you've got two and a half hours in this fucking film, right? Yeah. 
So less of the old chit-chat and soirees and parties and organising fucking social events, right? Forget that. Cut that bit out. Let's see what old General Tans did and why he's just snapped. Do you reckon if we uh, pitch that to Netflix as well with our idea, they might let us do that? Only if you play General Tans. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So... Um, but you know, you know what I'm getting at? I want, I want to see some history. I want to understand why General Tans is the person that he is right now and why he feels he needs to slash up prostitutes. I think he's a psycho, generally. Yeah, but people aren't just... They're not born know, psychos. They're not no, born usually psychos. there's a traumatic event that just triggers something. Yeah. Whether that be in childhood or some sort of traumatic event in adulthood, yeah. there's something that tips them over the edge. And I'd like to have understood that about General Tans because he was a fascinating character... He was. And the way that he was played by Peter O'Toole was absolutely brilliant. Just this cold, calculated character. Yeah. Very manipulative. And I want to know why. I feel a little bit empty after watching this, actually. They could have done more with that character, you're right. But you know that scene where is it, uh, Omar Sharif's character goes and wants to question him in the middle of Warsaw? And he's on yes. his uh, yeah. uh, standing up in his car, and he yeah. just he goes phase one completely. Let, let's go on to phase two. Although it was successful, and he just gets the flame froze out. So you could tell yeah. he, he was a bit of a maniac. Um, well, yeah, he just didn't care when it was done. But you got these weapons available. We might as well use them, aren't you? I mean, that's the yeah. yeah it's like modern day, isn't it? It's like you've got these missiles yeah. and that lying around doing nothing. You might as well use them, aren't you? you spent. Taxpayers have spent millions on them. I was just using. How much do you reckon that that was uh, right, Marks? Oh. Billion, three billion, four billion. What right are we marks? adjusting for inflation? No, without inflation adjustment, I don't know how much they spent during the war, but oh, it must billion? have been. It must have been. Yeah, getting on for a billion. I don't know. Did did a billion exist in nineteen forty five? It did, it did, but uh, it was a lot of money. I mean, I don't think that many I can't, I can't imagine many people in the Reichstag talking about billions of Reichsmarks. No. I just can't imagine it. Yeah. If somebody said, oh, it's going to cost three million Reichsmarks, someone would go, whoa, what? Hold on. Is there a fact we can find out uh, while looking at Google, how much it cost? How much? Uh, think of the actual query. Um, how, um, how much? How much did the Second World War? It cost the Germans, not cost, us. Yeah, it cost the Germans. Is that going to factor in all the destruction and everything and the rebuilding and stuff? Yeah, probably. How much did the Second World War cost the Germans? The human and material cost of World War Two is on Britannica.com. Um, Mm. The cost of World War II for Germany was estimated to be more than. I can't even. I don't even know what that figure is. Could you share <laughs> it on? The... Yeah, yeah. I could just share this. Um, I, I, I don't even know how to say that figure. Let's just have a. Here we go. So it's over here in the Bing chat. Um. The cost of World War Two for Germany was estimated to be more than one billion. I think that's over one billion dollars. Uh, no, that a million yeah. is six digits, uh, six zeros, right? Yeah, yeah. 
so well, that's, one billion, one that's four one sets of zeros. That's one billion. That's one billion, I'm sure. Estimate to be more than... However, it's important to know that this figure cannot represent the human misery. Yeah, 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 we get all that. No, I just want to know the actual economic cost of it. You know, I understand that, but... That is one billion, I'm sure. Uh, well, if a million is six digits... That's got to be more than anyway. Let me. That's it. Uh, and also, that's in dollars. Dollars, which so, is totally, totally irrelevant. But so no six. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it's up. Yeah, one billion plus. Definitely. It was a lot of money. Yeah, well, whatever it was. <laughs> and Germany owns three point seven trillion for the Second World War. It said at the bottom there. <clears throat> Sorry, owes. Did it say? Yeah. Well, and it's still the most powerful economy in Europe. Yeah, well, never really went away though, did it? No. Just kind of got just pushed under the carpet, just swept <clears> under <throat> the rugs. And don't mind that. Don't look here. Never really went I think away. It was just uh, the pain with the scientists, didn't they? They gave all their best scientists to America. Exactly. Everyone Union. just kind of yeah, everyone just scattered like rats, just fucking yeah. And uh, they're all picked up. I mean, the, the, you could argue that the reason why America has the position it has in the world today. Is because of all the all the German scientists that they just <laughs> rescued in, in Operation Paperclip. Yeah, it just makes me wonder sometimes if there was a, a sensible leader in Germany who wasn't extreme right wing or left wing or whatever you want to call him, and didn't care about you know whoever was making money in the country, Jewish people, German people, whatever, and he built up the country. What would have Germany been like if there was no if the Nazis weren't the Nazis? And they were just well, capitalists at uh, uh, its extreme. Well, they weren't there, were they? The, no. The Nazis were the, the... The clue is in the name. The yeah. National Socialist Workers' Party. They were a bunch of socialists. Yeah. Um, well, I think... They wouldn't, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have been the money there. No. There wouldn't have been the money. The, the only reason that Germany got investments from Wall Street banks and others is because they were building up to... Yeah. <clears throat> to Second war. World War. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they would never have got anything. It would just been nothing. It would just been another. Because it does make me uh, sometimes with the sort of. I know we're going a little bit off the actual. Very. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the technology. It's the technology. I've sent you a documentary, I think, about the uh, secret weapons. But anyway, coming back to the movie. Um, yeah. So the character was very interesting, you're right. But it was like a foreigner. Uh, Flamethrowers all over the place, and then he kills a few of them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you got to make a point, didn't you? you? Can't just round people up and just say, "There you go, have a nice day." You got to yeah, make a point, didn't you? Okay, I mean, yes. There has to be a few sacrifices made to make the point, drive it home, and say, "Right, people, you will never remember. You will never, sorry, you will never forget this day. Drive yeah. it home." Yeah. But then he spent 20 years in prison and really he shouldn't have not come out with the, all the sort of crime he probably committed. Yeah, was, the way the general turns, the way this film ends, actually, it's disappointing, really, because he just ends up, he just, why did they let him get the gun? You know, when they confront him at the end of the film? I think they were one of these old fashioned military people who believe that okay a general has an option either get go on trial 
and his reputation is destroyed, humiliation, or he saves his reputation with certain people in Germany and shoots himself. And that's why I think they let him do that. It's a very unsatisfactory ending. I'm not entirely sure I'd want to see an ending where he's like put up for trial and stuff like that. I'm not getting at that. No. I'm just saying it's just kind of unsatisfactory, really. It's just kind of like, oh, is that it? And there was not that much blood on the table as well. I, I would, you know, it would have been great if they just had this thing splattered right all over, blood all over the place. The, like whole the, of, the whole top of his head just exploded. Like in Untouchables, there's a scene where uh, Al Capone smashes someone's head and the white cloth is full of clever, basically. And you think, okay, yeah, he's killed him. Well, it was 1967, wasn't it? So, yeah, <clears throat> you know, that was 80, so. Yeah, mm. that was 20 years after, so it was a different world. But yeah, we haven't, yeah, we haven't quite, you know, and in the 67, they did filmmakers that weren't quite as depraved and no, they weren't as sick no, as the, the modern, yeah. Number, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it was quite interesting what they ended in that sense. But then again, you know, his. Right hand man who always PA or whatever, whoever he, he, he was, uh, the colonel or, uh, or whatever, who was always phoning people up for on his behalf. Make sure you've got clean hands, make sure you're doing this for him. And oh, was that the guy that handed over the car, the driving responsibilities? Yeah, he handed it. No, no, no. The, the guy who uh, was uh, basically outside the office when Omar Sharif gets shot in the end and he comes in and he goes, well, who's a traitor? He came here to uh, arrest me for that. Um, him. I, I'm, although he was listening to him, I got the impression he wasn't a Nazi. He didn't believe in the actual I can't even say it. The actual ideology. Yeah, the ideology behind it. Well, a lot of people weren't. And that's the thing is, if you were part of the, the SS or the Waffen SS, then you were dedicated, loyal to the Fuhrer directly. Yeah. And you were part of the cause. And if you were part of the Nazi party, then chances are that you were actually, you actually believed in the cause. But there was an awful lot of people in the German military that were not fully paid up members to the Nazi party. I mean, the yeah. Nazi party was a political party after all. Yeah. Germany had a military before that party, and they yes. just kind of got involved in it. They were just following orders. They were part of the military. It's what they were paid to do as their job. And wasn't that the reason the generals themselves were actually plotting to assassinate yeah. Hitler because well, they had enough? What, one of yeah, one of many reasons. Obviously, they saw the writings on the wall with the yeah. Allies encroaching, just kept on pushing forward. So they saw the writings on the wall, and they all conspired to get rid of Hitler and then then surrender. I believe. They were just going to say, there you go, we've done the job for you, he's gone, uh, hands up, okay, sorry all this happened, uh, can we go back to, to peace now, can we go back to normal now, thanks. Yeah. That was the kind of idea, I think. Yeah, and the other uh, interesting was Christopher Plummer playing Rommel for literally five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Rommel was supposedly in on it as well. Yeah. Uh, one, of I... the most, uh, one of the most praised generals in the German military. Even today. Yeah. And he's one of the few generals of that era where both sides actually respect him. Unlike uh, the other generals where if you're German, that's it. Uh, that, he was the only general that their lives liked. 
Uh, I think it's because he wasn't a Nazi. He didn't believe it. He was all following orders, and that's it. He was a professional soldier. Uh, oh. I wish they built on that as well because um, you know he got he apparently got a state funeral, but he was asked to take his own life, poison himself, and then they would sort of say, "We won't say anything. Look after your family," and uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I wish they built a little bit more up on that as well. What happens to him? It's quite a nice little um, sort of snippet, though, in, into it that um, Rommel was kind of involved in that whole coup. Yeah. Um, I, I do find that's quite an interesting little twist. And that assassination plot, the build-up to that as well, you didn't quite understand what was going on at first. And then no. it was revealed that there was a plot to assassinate Hitler. Yeah. And that <laughs> that character... Um, General von Seidlitz Gabler, played by Charles Gray, mm-hmm. who he's kind of he's just sat on the fence right in, up until the end. Yep. In case it went wrong, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just sort of plausible deniability, just keep it all at arm's length. It's like, you know, well, I'll, I'll see how it goes. You know, if it works, I'm with you. Oh. If not, no. <laughs> so, Donald Pleasant's character. Looks like uh, Dolce and Gabbana, one of the actual guys. <laughs> used to if you can get the photographs of them, he looks like him. I'm not joking. Um, I, I, I think I know. Yeah, I think I've seen. Um, um, owners. <laughs> Let's see if I can get some images of these people. He looks like him because of his glasses. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll throw that up on the screen. For people that are watching this, um, I'm just showing up some images of the, the owners of Dolce & Gabbana. Here's what Smith's referring to. He <laughs> <laughs> does not like him. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. Clean, yeah, if he was clean-shaven, this yeah. is uh, Do- Dominicio Do- Dolce. Dolce. Dolce, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Charles we know who will be playing him unfortunately Charles Pleasant is not around anymore but he would have been playing him if he was Donald Pleasant even Donald, Donald Pleasant yeah yeah I <laughs> <laughs> don't know who Charles Pleasant is but Donald Pleasant certainly <laughs> won't be playing him <laughs> sorry Charles Pleasant <laughs> that's his son that's his son Charles's <laughs> I do think the uniforms in this and, you know, the set and the props and everything were very good. I mean, there's quite a lot of um, military tanks and you know, mechanised stuff that's in here that's quite are well they, done. Are they into German tanks? Because you know more about that than I do. Well, I didn't really... I was meaning to look into it, but I didn't get round to it. But the, the actual his, the actual accuracy of these things... You got the impression that it was very accurate. And I would have thought that... And I don't know this for a fact, but I would have thought in 1967 you've got more ability to get things factually correct. Yes, than now. Than say if you made this movie in 2023, because a lot of that knowledge would have been lost. Yeah. A lot of, obviously, a lot of veterans and stuff are no longer around anymore. But at that time, yeah, you could quite easily have consulted with people. In fact, a lot of that stuff would probably still be kicking around as well. You, know, you could yeah. probably get your hands on a few German miniatures. You know. German yeah. Panzer tanks, Tiger II tanks and stuff. I went to the tank museum about a few years ago. And, yeah, there are quite a few in there. Oh, my God. The Tiger uh, tank is massive. 
yeah, they were incredibly advanced at the time. That's why they the, the whole Blitzkrieg and that was just absolutely phenomenal at that time. Because the tiger tanks, they were feared as well. They were just like the, the tank crews yeah. were feared. It's like, oh shit, we've got a fucking Panzer Platoon moving in. Fuck. So, where do you reckon they got the uniforms from? Because it's a criminal yeah. offense, isn't it? Uh, no, it's only it's only Germany, I believe, that you, it's a criminal offense to display a swastika, I think, publicly. Okay. Um, but the rest of the world. No, I think you know you could just you can have a lot of those uniforms. They would have been made specifically for the film. They wouldn't have just yeah. you know taken those off of old corpse. Mil- yeah, <laughs> yeah, or you know phoned up people's granddads and stuff and said, "Hey, we still got that uniform kicking about in the in the uh, wardrobe." No, they would have those specifically made and tailored. You know, because yeah, because you can get. That. I mean, obviously, you know, there's still films being made about World War Two right now. Yeah, so you, need, you can go to a tailor and get that stuff done. Because um, they're really accurate as well. And you think? Well, I think they, they are. Yeah, yeah, I think they are. I, I, I think. Yeah, I think they. I would hope they are. As I said, I meant to look into this, but I never yeah. really got. I never got round to it. But I do believe that they looked certainly historically accurate. Those uniforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't say for sure. So, like you were saying, you think that it's actually right but if you did uh for example did pitch that to netflix we my casting already puts it out of uh the facts doesn't it really yeah but yeah but that was then in 67 yeah. when people that took part in the second world were still alive and actually gave a shit to now 20, 2023 when netflix uh, just the fact that you were the lead role of a German general, a German Wehrmacht general played yeah. by you, Netflix would just be, they'd, they'd lick your asshole clean for that script. Would I get paid well for it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah. 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 This is what I'm trying to make out of this. I know we're talking about it, and that's what I'm trying to say. There's certain things you can't change in history. I know that it happens with casting nowadays. But can you imagine me playing uh, for argument saying we got this script going and I played this part? I mean, one, it wouldn't be correct. Two, I don't think I'll feel comfortable playing the part. But, yeah, if I'm getting paid, then fine. None of that matters. None of that matters. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and three, I really, uh, I would have to wear uh, blue contact lenses. And oh. no, you don't have to do that. I keep telling you, you don't, you don't have to look like a German general. You don't have to bother anymore. You just turn up. You read your lines. So if I played it like, uh, like what's his name, Michael Caine, right? So I'll play it in my... You don't uh, have to play it as anything. That's the point I'm making to me, is you just turn up as you are, read your lines, and fuck off at the end of the day. Go back to your trailer. Oh, right. That's not acting, is it? It's no, it's not. Easy way to that's, that's, that's my point. <laughs> that is my point. It's, there's no acting in it. It's Netflix. Yeah. Will you play Donald, will you play Donald Pleasance, then, this part? I look too much like i tell you Donald what, you Pleasance. play, you play your Marshall Reeve, then. No, I'll play... Um, I'll tell you what I'll play. I'll play that bird that gets fucked by the fraud. Julietta. Juliet. I'll play Juliet. 
Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna argue with that. If you want to play here, you can play. <laughs> yeah, I'll play her. Okay. Giving fair. it all the um give it all the flirtation with the corporal fella. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. You'd be the a, uh, the queen of uh, Poland, won't you? For a few mo- for a few months, I shall identify as a woman, and that's it. It's all solved. Wow. Okay. See, what used to be a problem mm, isn't anymore. It's no, it's no longer a problem anymore. Okay. No, you yeah, just I mean, say one thing and do the other. Okay. I didn't realize casting had changed so much. So mm. easy. It's so easy now. I don't know why we don't. Yeah. Yeah, I think after this we'll discuss and say if you want to make a modern version of Night of the Generals, but a TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got to be three seasons. Yeah, twenty-four episodes each season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, this is the world that we live in right now. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's one final bit I wanted to get in before we go, and that's yeah. at the end. Peter O'Toole's. Uh, performance of General Tans, the eyebrow goes a little bit funny. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that at the end. He, when, when he starts to lose it and he realises yeah. that the walls are closing in, yeah. the old eyebrow starts to twitch. I thought that was a good a good little, um, whether that was improvised or not by him, I don't know. But I thought that was a nice little, nice little yeah. bit at the end. See, another thing I have to say, when he came into that sort of uh, dining hall, to meet his veterans or his uh, people were under his unit. There was no emotion there. He looked like a, just a dead person was walking in. And that's it. Mm. Didn't say nothing. Just sat down. Didn't even hug his friend. After whatever years he had met him. And it was just like, okay, I'm here just to talk. And I'm having a nice meal and then I'm going home. And well, I, I don't like... think he. I don't think he cared. I think that was the point: is that he was just so detached from emotion that he just didn't. Yeah, wasn't fast. No, I think after twenty years away, you really don't want to be with anyone. To uh, be honest with you, but then again, he was getting all these sort of uh, psycho fits where he would go and uh, murder people. Even after twenty years, he went and did something like that. Hmm. And the great bit was when he sort of the corporal comes in and he goes, the biggest mistake you made, you never killed me. Yeah, you should have killed me, General. Yeah. yeah. And I like the way he says it as well. It was done mm. in a very <clears throat> subtle way, but he looks at him going, yeah, I've got you by the balls now, mate. That's it. It's over for you. And I also enjoyed him, you know, giving him that honourable... He shouldn't have been given it, but it was the way... All of them had that old principle. Yeah, you've been caught. You've got a choice, and you've been you've asked for a gun. We'll let you go and kill yourself, or we can take you to the gallows after the trial and hang you, because that's what probably would have happened. Yeah. Uh, so he chose, in a way, an easier way out. I know people say, yeah, it can't be easy because he shot himself, but he he probably died straight away anyway because he shot himself in the head. Uh, yeah. So, score. It's, I chose it. I'm going to let you go first because I think I was more worried about you, how you were going to react to the movie, especially when I saw your comments. Uh, Samir's picked this. It looks like it's going to be boring, and you saw the score. And when I then because of that, I investigated the score, and I thought, oh, shit. 
<laughs> what have I done? Yeah, what, what have, have I done? done? Fuck. Yeah. Um, all right. I am going to give this um, a six out of ten. Okay. So above average then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I did enjoy the premise of it. The execution was okay, but it, it could have been better. There's a certain if I was to rewrite this film today, there's a certain there's as I've discussed, there's elements I I would put in to this film. Yeah. Um to try and explain General Tans and the way that he is. That's what I felt was lacking. It was like why? Why? We've heard so much about this character from everybody else. Why is he like this? Yeah. Um but other than that, I felt it was very it's a different take on a Second World War film. Yeah. It's not just action and about and specifically about the Second World War. Right. It it's different. And I like that about it. I think it went on too long. I think come about two hours, I'm like, fucking hell, come on. Let's wrap this up. It's my bedtime sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it did go on for a bit too long. Um but oh, yeah, six out of ten. Okay, I don't know if I'd watch it again in a hurry, but it was okay. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. So I'm quite I'm relieved you said six, at least six out of ten, and it wasn't like one out of ten or something like that because that's what I was worried about. Um, and I, I thought you would say, Samir, what the hell have you done to me? Uh, but it'd been a long time since I'd watched it myself. I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, but like you, I think the plots could have been more deeper. Uh, more interesting uh, in the sense of building up the story, but loads of dialogue which I liked, and it gave us, as you said, the other side of the war. I think people did suffer these things. Murders did happen. It, people forget civilian life in those countries still went on. Mm. It was tough, but it still went on. And people also don't realize Germans stopped bombing them once they took over the country. They didn't bomb them. The only country that was being bombed was us at the time. And I think people in this country, beside sleeping in our underground, having shortage of this and that, things happened. Murders happened. People were nicking jewels. Black markets happened. So all these things happened. It didn't stop. And this shows that. Like murders happened with prostitutes, agents, whatever. And it showed that how soldiers or generals or officers or whatever were involved in that as well so that's what i liked about the movie but like you if i was redoing this i'd sort of start off with uh, the series first series about his background go on to the second series why he's become a psycho and the third and fourth one would be about his rise and demise. Uh, and the shooting at the end would be much more interesting. They'll be much more clever on the white white cloth. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's leave it there then, shall we? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, people that have got it this far, thank you for listening and thank you for watching. It's another review in the can. Um, next week, uh, no idea. We'll announce that social media oh. what we decide to do um yeah you can catch us up on facebook and twitter and youtube and everywhere else i suppose wherever um this is a podcast if you can't be bothered to watch and i don't blame you you can listen to it which is makes it a bit more palatable i suppose you can find us everywhere podcasts are hosted 
In our descriptions of this video and descriptions in the podcast and everywhere else, uh, there are links as well where you can find us and donate money if you feel so inclined. Uh, and I guess we'll see you next week. So it's good night from me. And good night from me. Right, let's get out of here. <laughs>